You're listening to Sweet and Sour. I'm Hope Go. I'm Jane Lee. We are talking about women's issues, breaking barriers, and tackling taboos. Let's get chatting. Okay, Jane. I'm gonna start this podcast about fitness and health by asking you when the last time you worked out was. Definitely this morning. Like just a half an hour ago, I was running and jumping from、uh, my MRT Songshan Line to the Taoyuan Airport Line because it's just six minutes if you have. Ever run from one MRT line to the Taoyuan MRT, you would know that it takes a lot of running. And this, ladies, is why Jane comes in every morning with sports shoes on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, see, she works out. I have to confess that the last time I was at the gym was、um, before I started at the station. Hmm. That's a long time ago. It was a long time ago. It's, I think, a, a problem that a lot of women have. Just、Indeed. that not having that that amount of time, and and、mm-hmm. so then. It became a question of how do we get fit without trying?、Mm, without trying, that's the key. Yes, it's very, very important. And so, to answer that question, I decided I was going to reach out to an expert. Her name is Emily Hilsman, and she graduated with a degree in exercise biology. And she's got a tech background, but she also raced in triathlons. So Emily covered quite a lot of ground for us when she spoke to us about getting back on our feet. So I was always very active, involved with sports. My entire life. So even starting in elementary school, middle school, high school, I began to play sports competitively. So I think some people say that it's part of your blood, but I think it's something. If you grow up with the habit, it's ingrained in your lifestyle. It's part of who you are. What do you say to people when they don't have that in them? When you are athletic.、Mm-hmm. And then you all of a sudden stop. You try and find ways to build movement into everything you do during the day, right?、Mm-hmm. But when you're not and you're sedentary for the most part, how do you get fit without trying? Yeah, it's a good question because if you didn't grow up with those habits, just like any habit, you have to build it, right? So let's say you didn't have a habit of eating well. Growing up, then you learn about what are the steps you need to take to change some of the habits you have and build healthy ones. If you grow up not really moving, not really enjoying movement, then you start to build a habit of trying to find the movements that you enjoy. And you know, exercise is such a wide range. A lot of people think、oh, I have to go to the gym or I have to go running. That's not that's not it. There's so much you can do. There's yoga. There's walking. There is dancing, belly dancing, salsa dancing. You can go rock climbing,、um, be outdoors hiking. You know, in beautiful Taiwan, right? So many places to go. So it's starting to find what makes you happy, and then incorporating the movement, the exercise that goes along with something you enjoy. So once you build that habit. Then you have to keep doing it, right? So it takes time. It takes discipline. Well, for someone like me, who's not <laughs> an outdoorsy kind of person, I enjoy reading and watching Netflix all the time. <laughs> ah, it's、and、great! It's so, so good for the so, good for the heart and soul, right? So I love Netflix and reading as well. It's always challenging、yes. for me to,、uh, although I consider myself to be. Pretty fit and healthy as well because I eat well. Good. I cook. I enjoy cooking.、That's、But cooking、great. certainly is not exercising. So for someone <laughs> like me, how do you build these workout habits into your life? It's it's harder. Yes. So I try to wear sneakers coming to work and go back home because then at least I can walk briskly and for like. 
at least ten minutes a day. Right. But certainly that's not enough. Well, first of all, I want to clarify the difference between being fit. And being healthy, okay, because we hear them a lot of times synonymously. Like, are you fit? Are you healthy? Let's be. Let's focus on health and wellness. Fitness describes the ability to perform a given exercise task. So, can you do this exercise movement and task? And do you have the ability? Now, health really explains a person's state of well-being, where all your physiological systems, your immune system, your endocrine system, your hormonal systems, your muscular, all of your organs and your body. Is working together in harmony. Okay, so there is a difference between if we want to become fit or we want to be healthy.、Hmm. And so, exercise is something that pertains to working on your fitness. And exercise is a component of healthiness, right? But in health, which is something we all need to focus on, is you're going to look at exercise and nutrition, sleep,、um, and then. And the last one is hormonal balance for women, right? So those four things are part of being able to stay healthy.、Hmm. So fitness is something like me. I I am an athlete, so I strive to increase my fitness. But not everyone cares about that, right? So, but everyone should care about being healthy.、Mm-hmm. So you're right. One of the things is how can you incorporate exercise into your lifestyle,、mm-hmm. and then this next thing to consider is how can you incorporate good nutrition into your lifestyle? Because you mentioned I may not exercise a lot, but I eat well. And cooking that is such a great topic to touch on, because home cooked meals are far far better than what you can get outside. You can start to be really aware of what you're going to eat and what you're going to feed your body. So, looking at each component, if you can work on incorporating the healthy benefits out of each part, then that's where your body is going to best respond. It's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of work in the beginning, but once, like I said, you create that habit, and it starts first with awareness. Once you are aware. Do I have opportunities to incorporate movement and exercise in my daily life? Once you are aware of those times and spaces, then you can start to build that habit. Like you said, walking to work, parking a little bit further away, taking your exercise shoes.、Hmm. So people underestimate how small movements, you know, taken throughout the day, actually adds up to being getting healthier, getting stronger. What are the most common misconceptions you've heard or seen about getting fit in Taiwan or getting healthy even in Taiwan, particularly、yeah. among women? A lot of misconception here comes from the fact that women care first foremost too much about how they look, your physical appearance. So your physical appearance, they think, will dictate how healthy you are. So that's why you see a lot of women who are skinny. But no muscle. That's right. Right.、Mm-hmm. Just skin,、mm-hmm. and if you touch it, it's very, very weak. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. That's right. Now, for example, walking up the steps, are you, are you breathless? Are you winded? Can you go and jog around with your kids and keep up with them?、Mm-hmm. And how is your sleep at night? You know, the first issue I find that really have to tackle is you cannot link how you look to how. Healthy you are,、mm. okay. We are not trying to fit into a size two. 
please think about more of the long term is inside your body. How are your organs working together? How is your metabolism? How is your hormones working together? Because now we want to focus on longevity. We want to live long and healthy and be able to see our children grow up and be able to enjoy the family time as long as we can without hitting heart disease, joint pain, arthritis, all these things. And this all is most important when you start to think about how I take care of my body. Mm. A lot of women here, I find, have a lot of notions about what diet to follow because mm -hmm. there's a lot of popular diets, especially if you look in the U.S., there's a lot of trends. And it's very easy to jump on a trend without really understanding how it affects your body and how it affects your metabolism. And the biggest risk is to start a diet, but you don't follow through or you don't follow the right protocol. I hear a lot of people talking, oh, you should not eat breakfast in the morning because intermittent fasting, there's a 16-8 intermittent fasting. So I don't eat breakfast. And then I skip and then I only eat in a six-hour window. But in mm. the six-hour window, what are you eating? What are you fueling your body with? And intermittent fasting is now scientifically proven that for women, you cannot do it continuously. It mm. will destroy your metabolism. It will actually harm your endocrine functions, mm. your liver, your kidneys, um, and how actually fat is metabolized. Your body will begin to adjust to it, so it becomes detrimental. Mm. So being really careful about following the most popular diet trend. We have to be really careful. We have to understand, first of all, why you're doing it, what goal you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And I would think that a third one, which I think applies pretty recently, is there's a very great shift to go to a gyms. Gyms are now very popular. You know, we're coming up with lots of independent gyms around Taipei. You're going to see women, fitness gear, people going into the gyms, working out, starting to pump iron. That is great. But do you know the foundational techniques of how to lift weights, how to incorporate cardio and strength training? I have been to the gym where I cringe a little bit because I'll see women there and they're in their cutest gym outfits, but they don't know how to lift. Mm -hmm. They're picking up a kettlebell and swinging it incorrectly. And so you're going to end up hurting yourself mm. or you're not going to see the results and it might discourage you. You might stop going to the gym. So when you're going to start a fitness program, always make sure that you start by understanding the foundations and what you're doing. What's the goal that you're trying to achieve with your body? You have women who, who yes. were very active for many, many, many years and then had to, for whatever reason, pull back. Pull back. Yeah. What happens to these women? Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that there's probably a lot more of them out there than we realize. Yes. Absolutely. Right? Because it's one injury. It's it's a sprained ankle that doesn't get better. Yes. It's a back that got twisted the wrong way mm -hmm. one day. And all of a sudden, you're being under managed care. And your doctor says, no, you can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. And yeah. what happens? You know, even right now, I'm walking with a meniscus tear, right? And so I have to pare back a lot. I can't run at the moment. And it's it's very difficult because I've been running my entire life. I do have marathons. I do triathlons. I had to cancel all my races this year. So it was definitely very discouraging. And I had to, you know, some tears were shed. A lot yes. of tears, right? <laughs> and you you almost feel like you've lost a bit of your identity. That's right. You, you, when, you, when you stop, when you stop moving, 
as actively as yes. that when you are told that you can't do things anymore and it was so easy everything was so easy mm-hmm. and then when you realize that the things that made it easy were the same things that were actually hurting, hurting your body, your body. Then you have to stop and you go, it's, it takes away part of your identity almost. Right? Yeah, definitely. It's so funny you say this. I mean, I just posted about how I feel like I had an identity crisis this year because I had a major injury. I had a pullback. You know, triathlons and racing was the top of my list for the last 10 years. I'm also an open water swimmer, and I was hitting a lot of podium races, you know, getting first, second, or third, and to pull back from that completely... It was really, really difficult and very discouraging. And what I have tried to do is to work around my injury. The common thought is, "Uh uh-oh, I'm injured. I need to take a break. I don't want to touch it. This is a very weak point, and I'm very scared. I don't want to injure further, so I'm going to stop. But from a physical therapy standpoint is you don't want to just stop because then your muscles lose its Strength. Um, strength and you need to keep them engaged and in fact oftentimes when you have an injury and depending on how acute how what type of injury it is you want to obviously let the injury point have healing uh, work on you know getting the inflammation out the swelling release all that but then you want to strengthen the surrounding muscles and the surrounding ligaments and the structures that support that injury spot, whether it's a hip injury, an ankle, knee, back, shoulders, okay? Because your body is still going to work even with that injury. But how are we going to make sure the rest of your body supports itself around that injury. And it might be a permanent injury. For me, I have osteoporosis in my osteoarthritis in my knees. I have two tears now in both my knees. So I may never be able to return to that full intensity, that full style of racing. But I really am going to work hard to make sure I get my body all everywhere else to be as strong as I can. So this is where strength component becomes really important for women over 40. Yeah, I understand this concept. It's just here at the doctors, if you injured yourself, doctors would always tell you, 多休息, okay? So that that would give you the idea that, okay, I I have to xiuxi. So I, I should just sit at home and try to relax and try to regain my strength eventually without knowing that, like, if you, you, you stay sedentary for, like, one day you lose, like, 5% or mm-hmm. 10% of Correct. your muscle strength. Correct. And, and it, if you rest for a week, then you find out it's... Your cardiovascular drops within two days. Right. Yep. And, but the doctor wouldn't explain all those things because no. he doesn't have the time. He doesn't have the time. So he yes. would just you, tell you, go home and rest. That's absolutely correct. And it's so hard when I go see a doctor and about an injury, he says, you should just stop running. That's your answer. It's not an answer. And I said, <laughs> no, um, because, you know, again, I have a background, so I know, well, okay, you know, and in some cases in Taiwan, I just nod my head because mm, right. there's no use to spend the time arguing. He's also very busy, but I also know that I'm going to go and maybe get a second opinion. Maybe I'll try to go find a doctor that has a sports background. Mm. So this is where you go and you try to find physical therapists, sports 
physical therapy. Mm. Yeah. And that understand, okay, we need to still engage your muscles, but we need to work also on the healing property of that injured spot. Right. So I'll take my knee, for example. I am resting my knee by not running, by not doing anything that impacts it directly. Mm. So the impact of running is causing the pain on my knee, right? Mm. Because of the tear. But I still have my upper body. I still have my core. I even, I still have my feet. So what am I doing? I am swimming. Okay. I'm actually walking even because walking is okay. But I'm going to the gym every day because I'm doing weightlifting. I strengthen my quadriceps, my hamstrings, my glutes, my abs, and I do a lot of upper body work. And then, third of all, I cycle. Cycling is an excellent um, form of exercise because there's Mm. no impact Mm. to your body. A lot of women here go through a period of complete inactivity after they have a baby. What do yeah. you do? You know, the first thing is we want to make sure you're in a good mental state. And it can be hard, especially if it's your first child or even your second, third, you know. But once you feel like, okay, I've got my mental space together, I have a little pocket of time, go outside, get some sunshine. I am mm. a huge believer that being outdoors in the natural fresh air and can stimulate hormone release that will help you want to continue to exercise and want to move. After you've been sedentary for such a long time, you know, the first thing is take your baby with you and go outside. Take a stroller and go for a walk. You know, Taiwan has so many beautiful little parks, little alleys. Just go for a walk and get some sunshine. The sun can activate a lot of um, trigger, some good hormonal releases that, again, helps you to have be in a better mental state, better emotional state, but it also triggers often your desire to continue to move. What do you say to people who have long COVID who want to get back into things? Yes but don't know how. But don't know how. Absolutely. I mean, the first thing I would say is always go to your doctor and make sure you have the okay to start resuming the regimen that you had previously. Because unfortunately, there's still a lot of research out there that we don't know how much long COVID has affected your lung capabilities, your heart, the lining, the um, you know epithelial linings of your, of your lung and your heart. So... You know, in those cases, it's a little bit of a let's try something and see if it works. We always encourage you to continue building your cardiovascular health because we want to build up those lung muscles again. We want to build up your heart strength and build up your endurance and your capacity to be able to hold in the oxygen. So I think a lot of long COVID recoveries struggle with being able to take in as much oxygen as you were and be able to increase your power outage, right? So that is becoming the limiting factor. So my recommendation is to continue with the regimen you have, although you have to scale back, you have to do it a little bit slower than what you used to do. You know, at this point, there is no research that says you can't exercise, you can't push your body, you can't try to regain that fitness. There is no research. In fact, we, we know the science is that you want to continue to build your cardiovascular, your muscular endurance because those things are ultimately going to benefit your body and your, your health and wellness. You were listening to fitness expert Emily Hilserman. 
And that does it for this edition of Sweet and Sour. You can catch past and future episodes of Sweet and Sour on Spotify. Now, if this episode triggered thoughts and insights, or if you're interested in hearing us talk about other stuff, we'd like to hear from you. Drop us a line at sweetandsour at icrt.com.tw. Until next time. Sweet and Sour.